Running up the score. You're listening to the Running Up the Score podcast. Now here's your hosts, Jerry Napoleonello and Kevin Donlin. Welcome back to another episode of Running Up the Score. I'm Jerry Napoleonello. Kevin Donlin is back this week. How you doing, guys? We're going to be talking about what we learned in week three, some other talking points as well. And then at the end, we'll give you what we expect to see today for week four. Even though we had one game already in week four, we'll get into that a little bit later as well. But first... How's your weekend going? Oh, weekend was great, man. I had a great yeah. birthday. How about yeah, yours? How was your listen, birthday? <laughs> getting old, man. I getting know, old. Man. I, you know, if you guys haven't listened to us before, uh, we both share the same birthday, two years apart. But um, what do we meet at? Like 15, 16 years old? Yeah, so. no. So, <laughs> so it's you know, well, I'm I'm thirty one now. You're what thirty three? Thirty three, man. So we're getting old. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, my weekend was good. You know, so far we uh. We went apple picking yesterday, you know, out out on the island. Uh, Wednesday was nice. Had a nice dinner with my parents and the wife. You know, nice. It's that the uh, the older you get, the less you do for your birthday. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> and I did dinner with the family as yeah. well. And you know, obviously, uh, not much beyond that. You know, yeah. when you start to hit that that three zero, it uh, those hangovers hit different. So. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's a regular day. Yeah, exactly. It's a regular day. You know, you always laughed at your parents when they said, "Oh, it's a regular day for their birthday." Yeah, but they were right. They're absolutely they, right. They were right. <laughs> but uh, let's get into it. You know, first thing first, we had a reinstatement in the NFL. Josh Gordon, yeah, back in the NFL, and he signs with the powerhouse that is the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, no, and I've already heard reports coming out. I mean, Tyra Mateo has already said he reminds him of. Uh, uh, what is it, Calvin Johnson? Yeah. So you know, Josh Gordon obviously has always been a uh, basically a freak of nature, um, you know, talent wise and just size and ability, and you know, he's obviously just always had uh, troubles with you know off the field issues, and uh, you know, it's unfortunate because he could have had an amazing, amazing career. But I love that he hasn't given up. Yeah. Here we are today, still speaking about him, and. Uh, He's in a good situation with the Kansas City Chiefs. Might get himself uh, an opportunity of getting a Super Bowl. Yeah, talent is, like, out the wazoo with him. Like, I mean, he's fast. He's tall. He can go up and get it. I mean, it's the the prototypical, like, wide receiver that you would want. Like, that's, you know, it's a Madden-type wide receiver that you want. Like, a, a Calvin Johnson type. You know, and yes, he did have off-the-field issues. But it's just it's so unfortunate that he did have those those issues. But the fact that you said like you know just like you said you know that he hasn't given up. I mean this is what the third or fourth time that he's been suspended and you know banned from the NFL and you know he keeps fighting back and getting back to it and now he has a chance as you said to to get a ring with uh, the Chiefs and you know what the Chiefs are in a position where they need to step up. I mean that this is a team that. You know, everybody going into this season, we're like, all right, the Chiefs are, you know, that number one team again. You know, it, it, even though the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl last year beating the Chiefs, it's Pat Mahomes. Tom Brady's a year older now. You know, that team is, is basically the same. And they're struggling this year. 
Yeah, honestly, when it comes down to like suicide picks and stuff, obviously the Buffalo Bills are the king of the hill right now this week with the yeah. huge uh, 16 and a half, and I think it went up to 17 and a yeah. half spread as the week has gone along. But the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, if you have the Buffalo Bills in a suicide pick, I mean, I think the Kansas City Chiefs, I just, you know, you're basically telling me that you thought the Kansas City Chiefs would start the season one and three. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Kansas City defense has obviously been one of the worst in football. They need to find a way to start going after the quarterback. Um, Philadelphia's offense has not shown me much. So when it comes down to it, uh, personally, this week, the Chiefs, I mean, this is not even with Josh Gordon. I think Josh Gordon's yeah. not no, even he, in the picture this they week. They actually said he might be activated next week. That's how yeah. good he's been playing. Well, of so. course, absolutely. You just got to get the route tree up and yeah. running. But, uh, you know, and just get familiar with the offense. But this week alone, the Kansas City Chiefs, Telling me they'll start a season one and three seems pretty highly unlikely. So, yeah. you know, I'd fire well, away with the Chiefs if you already took the Buffalo Bills. I yeah, mean, obviously, yeah. if you didn't take yeah. the Bills, I'm pretty sure it's uh, you might get a thousand plus people <laughs> and a thousand pool yeah. going. You know, Chicago. I mean, uh, yeah. Buffalo this week. I mean, listen, I, I thought Philly was a little better than they were, um, and then I saw the Cowboy game last weekend. Uh, so, uh, I think this should be a win. Yeah, like I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Kansas City, and I asked my buddy who's who's a Chiefs fan. I was like, "So, what are you thinking this week? Like, I need a suicide pool pick. Like, I, I, I still haven't picked yet, and I'm just at that point where I'm like, I don't know who to look at. And Kansas City obviously caught my eye. Buffalo caught my eye. Uh, teams like I think it was, um, who was it? I, I think Green Bay also caught my eye. So, you know, I'm at that that point where I'm like, do I take Kansas City going up against Philly? They're away. The defense hasn't looked good. But in terms of Philly, though, is Jalen Hurts really that good? Because I don't see it. I really don't see it. Yeah, I think the Kansas City defense being so bad, um, I think this is the week that they need to show something yeah. and uh, make a significant difference. And, I, again, it just comes down to basics. Uh, if you were to tell me in the beginning of the season, oh, Kansas City's going to start the season one and three. I, yeah, I would have laughed think, at you. Yeah, I would laugh at you continuously. Yeah. Um, and here we are with them having an opportunity at that possibility, and I just don't see it happening to this second. Um, there's, uh, it's such an important game for Andy Reid, a uh, great coach going up against you know a new coach. So yeah. it's uh, – it doesn't seem like a bad pick at all. Uh, I mean, even I if I pretty much a lock. Even if I told you, you know, before the season started, Spread hey, listen, Kansas City Chiefs are going to be in last place in Week Four. Yeah, like no. I, I mean, nobody would have, like everybody would have laughed at you. Mm-hmm. Even the fact that Denver was, uh, uh, you know, in front of the Kansas City Chiefs, people would have laughed. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, in terms of what's going on, it's their defense, and then you know, the last game. Kansas, you know, Mahomes just made a, a dumb throw, you know, yeah, and no, that's something I'm, that you really don't see much of. Yeah, now we're going to critique every single mistake. And <laughs> no, honestly, it's, and it's, it's funny because I've actually watched the game with people, and obviously the way he threw that ball was terrible. Yeah. Um, and I'm watching Zach Wilson play every week right now, and obviously he's making these mistakes yeah. as well and throwing the ball almost in a similar dynamic. Um, the truth is, is that, you know, go please go have a conversation with Tom Brady. Go learn how to throw yeah. within the pocket, step into your throw, aim your throw, and make sure your throws are accurate. Now, granted, that ball should have been caught. Nonetheless, it was still a great throw by Mahomes. But this no-look stuff, and I understand it. It creates yeah. uh, openings in the defense, and I, I respect it. But yeah. it has to be an accurate throw. And if it's not an accurate throw, it goes off fingertips. It becomes interceptions. We talk about it being bad luck. I don't see it as bad luck. I yeah. see it as that wasn't executed correctly exactly. at all. 
uh, whether it came off of players' fingertips. But again, balls thrown behind. You have to make sure to hit your target. And, you know, Mahomes is still accountable for that. You know, as as much as we talk about how great he is, and he is a great player, but uh, you got to watch out on those throws, make sure to clean it up. If you, I mean, because again, the throw just didn't have to be made like no, that. No, he didn't. He had nobody in front of him. Step into your throw, make an accurate throw, and let's move the chains. Let's move on. Instead, interceptions like that will lose you games. Yep. Kansas City got to find a way to clean it up today. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles defense has not shown anything as well, so I think the Kansas City offense should be its usual form. Yeah, but, this, uh, this game should uh, give Kansas City that, all right, we're back kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it doesn't, I think – it might be time to panic. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> you know? If they start a season one and three, I'd yeah. be panicking too at yeah. this point. And I'd also be telling you Mahomes must be hurt or something. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's not the situation. So uh, Kansas City has a lot to clean up. Andy Reid is a very, very experienced coach. I don't. I expect it to be cleaned up today. They're almost a lock to win this game. Uh, the spread, on the other hand, kind of iffy. Uh, you know, I'm going with them, obviously, because it's under seven. But uh, I could see this game being a little closer than it has to be. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's uh, – there's no locks out there in this world these days, but the Kansas City Chiefs to win and not start one and three seems pretty secure to me. Speaking of teams struggling and looking like they're beelining at a one and three start, we go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. And this offense has been something of a question mark. And I don't think it has anything to do with Ben Roethlisberger or those receivers or, I mean, Najee Harris. Obviously, yeah. Najee Harris has been great for them, but their offensive line struggles uh, are becoming. Well aware, I think the fact that Ben Roethlisberger just can't be anywhere near as mobile as he used to be. He used to be able to break off tackles. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're dealing with a Ben Roethlisberger who has dealt with a lot of injuries. Therefore, anytime he is touched, that's always a concern, and he's and he goes right down. That used to not be the mindset of Ben Roethlisberger in the Super Bowl winning years. Yeah. Is it time to move on for Ben Roethlisberger? You know, I listen. Their offensive line is horrendous, and, and I'm, I'm with you on that one. Uh, but I, I do feel that it is time for Ben Roethlisberger to hang him up because, I, I mean, I just feel like he, he can't even throw. Like, his arm is just not what it was. He can barely even, you know, throw a five-yard pass. He, he He's struggling. And I think it's, you know, age getting to him, you know, the beating that he's taken all, you know, his whole career. Because let's be serious, even though he's had a good offensive line here and there, He's been that mobile, I'm going to, you know, take any hit that I can, whatever, and I'm going to keep chugging along. That was the kind of uh, the, the quarterback that he was. But he's not that anymore. And that's what made him great. This is just making him look really bad. I mean, the, the interception that he threw basically to the, off- the, the defensive lineman threw it right to his chest, two yards in front of him. I, I, I shook my head. I, I looked at my buddy. I was like, Ben Roethlisberger is done. I don't care that the offensive the offensive line looked terrible in that game, but the fact that you throw it right to a defensive lineman that's literally two feet in front of you, I I just I, I was like wow like this is this is scary, and you know as I said that as you said the Steelers dropped to one and two, they lose to the Bengals a team in their division that they barely ever lose to, and. That uh, right there should tell you all you need to know about the Steelers. And, you know, does this put Mike Tomlin on the hot, the hot seat? Absolutely not. I think they're well, uh, I think they've been well oiled for a very long time. I think yeah. he even saw this coming at some point. 
Um, and that defense is incredible. And they've built a great defense over there in Pittsburgh, and it's the only thing that's keeping them alive right now. Um, they take they got injuries. Very, yeah, they got a lot of injuries right now, and they're going to take on the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay right now. It's going to be a tough match for uh, Pittsburgh today. Um, there's no doubt in my mind. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of the Green Bay Packers. They're one of my picks for this week, uh, minus the points, everything. Um, I don't think this should be a concern. Pittsburgh's just going to have a hard time moving the ball. Green Bay's yeah. defense is low-key, got a lot of great names on there, and they can make plays, and I don't know if that offensive line will be able to hold up for uh, four quarters. Yeah, another one and two team that I think may be in the most trouble out of everybody. Uh, and that's the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, no, there's no doubt their defense is uh, at another level of bad. They're not stopping any running games. Uh, you're able to do whatever you want on offense with them. Uh, <clears throat> they seem lost at times. Yeah. And unfortunately uh, for Pete Carroll and company, now, they can get as much as they want from Russell Wilson every week, and Russell Wilson will continue to be a stud of a fantasy impact every week as well as you know the rest of that team and Lockett and Metcalf and Chris Carson. They're going to be great in fantasy going forward, but their defense is just atrocious, and there's nothing short of it. Uh, they really need to pick it up because it's this is a tough division they're in. That's, a, that's what I'm saying. I think out. they're in the I mean, most I'm trouble. sitting here as a Jet fan um, not caring at all <laughs> about the benefit of the uh, Seattle Seahawks. I hope they lose to the yeah. San Francisco 49ers today. I hope Seattle loses till I mean, forever yeah. um, on the basis of the fa- uh, draft the pick Jamal possibility. Adams, yeah. yeah, the Jamal Adams trade and obviously trying to get yourself a lottery pick at that point is something the New York Jets obviously need. So, you know, we go yeah. away from this, you know, the whole situation going on in Seattle. But the truth is, from the perspective of me, yeah. they can lose till forever. And right now with that defense, it seems like uh, almost inevitable. Yeah, I, I mean, like I was saying, I, I, the reason why I feel like this team is in the most trouble out of all the one and two teams is because of the division. This division that they're playing is arguably the toughest division in the, in the league. So the fact that you're starting one and, two, one and two to get back up to that, you know, the top spot in that division, it's it's going to be tough. Yes. It really is going to be tough. And I don't see the Seahawks defense or even offense doing enough to get to that point already down one and two. So are they in trouble? Absolutely. Um, I think Russell Wilson can get them a couple of wins this year, but right now with the defense, yeah, it's inevitable it. that this is going to be an under 500 year for them. Yeah. And speaking of an ex Seahawk, Richard Sherman signed with the Bucks. What do you feel about that one? You know, I uh, the Bucks were good yeah. before this, and uh, they're, they're just going to continue to be a high caliber team. And, you know, for the most part, there's no concern before this trade, and there's still no concern after. Now, what happened is Tampa Bay is just dealing with a lot of injuries on the cornerback yeah. front. You know, obviously, uh, you know, they had some good young talent there, and now, uh, obviously, they need someone to fill a void. And to have depth at that position is always a plus. So, for the Bucks, it just continues to have them uh, on pace to possibly win back-to-back championships. Yeah, and as you said, this is a, a team that's decimated with injuries in their secondary. Um. But also, their front line, their front seven, hasn't been getting to the quarterback as much. So it's kind of putting a lot of pressure on that secondary. And I think Richard Sherman is a guy that will help. You know, the the Bucks did their due diligence, you know, looking into the whole legal issue that Richard Sherman had over the offseason. They felt it was they're fine enough to, to sign him. They're going to bring him in probably within the next two weeks or so. And I think it's going to help. I mean, you lose bunting, 
you know, you you got other guys that are out in that secondary as well. It's you know, it's only going to help. It's only going to help, and you need to see this Bucks defense play the caliber type of defense that they did last year because they're not at that point yet. Their their front line hasn't been getting to the quarterback as much. Their secondary obviously is decimated with injuries. It's it's a different team, but also the same team. If you know what I'm saying, um, I, I think it's it might be a little bit of an alarming uh, worry for yeah. uh, the head coach on that front because uh, the one loss to the Rams and it seemed yeah. like the Rams were able to do whatever they wanted on offense in that game, you know. But what it comes down to is that for the Buccaneers, not just. Go within your game plan. Yeah. If you obviously you have weak corners, you have to find a way to get go to the quarterback. Get to the quarterback quickly. Yeah. You know you're weak on the back end. You have to find a way to get to him. So that goes on the big names up front too. So I don't really see a big impact with this as well with Richard Sherman. I think this is just the Buccaneers worrying because they actually lost the game. I guess they thought they were going to go yeah. perfect this year. You know, with Tom Brady and company and having all these big names out there. Uh, playing for the Buccaneers right now. So you got to remember, a guy like Fournette is a high-caliber player, and yeah. he's sitting there just kind of as in the in the mesh of it all. You know, these are gr- really, really high-quality talent that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been able to accumulate. Yeah. So they yeah. shouldn't be worried, but unfortunately there's someone in that front office worried. Uh, teams that really should be worrying are some of these 2020 playoff teams. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the Colts, the Redskins, the Bears. Guys, it ain't looking pretty for any of these three no, organizations right now. And you know what? We're seeing a lot of this. Um, but, I mean, the Colts, I mean, even the Colts, uh, you know, they're playing, who are they playing today? They got they got Miami, and Miami's the favorite in this game. So, you know, they're, they're having the issues with Carson Wentz with being injured. Uh, you know, this team isn't what they were last year. Well, they lost Quentin Nelson. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly. such a big part. You exactly. Know, you see what happens when Zach Martin's out. I mean, Dallas looks pathetic. So, you know what? I, what's up? <laughs> yeah. You got Something wrong? <laughs> Pathetic. <laughs> you have to go that far, huh? Yeah. Just go as far as you can. Nah. Yeah. But uh, I'm just playing. But, on, yeah. you know, when you lose your interior lineman, no doubt your captain of the offensive yeah. line, the communication factor comes down to it on the blocking schemes and stuff like that. It's going to be difficult for the Indianapolis Colts today to run this football uh, just naturally. Uh, the Dolphins defense being very, very good, a big reason why the Dolphins are the favorite today. Yeah. I don't believe the hype. I think the Colts still are a pretty good defense themselves, and I don't know what Miami's going to be throwing on offense today. So, uh, I mean, I'm watching Marlon Brown getting, you know, uh, or Malcolm Brown? Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown. Yeah. I'm sorry. Malcolm Brown getting like a nice 28-yard touchdown, yeah. and that was really it for their offense. They, their passing game was kind of irrelevant. So uh, you know, I still like the Colts today, but on the uh, on the front, it should be very difficult for them to run the football today. Carson Wentz got to show that maybe one of these ankles you know, healed up because I'm just confused by that whole <laughs> yeah, ordeal. You don't I have know. him play in a situation like that. Redskins, so they're, obviously. They're in a – all right, so when it comes to Washington, it's – Oh, yeah, football team. <laughs> yeah. I keep saying it. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's actually funny when I listen to uh I, said I it. think it's I think I think it's Dave Rothenberg and Rick DiPietro. They actually have like a, you know, oh, I got you, you know, to say it or something like that. Yeah, like, you know, they no, they kind of do like a little Can bit. Can not do that with yeah. me cuz you'll I mean, if we do a shot every time, I'll walk out of here blacked out every single so, time. So, with Washington, their issue is their defense this year. And that was the reason they made the playoffs. Let's be serious. I mean, also that the NFC East last year was pathetic. It looked like a little league football league, but um, when yep. it comes, 
Sorry. Sure <laughs> when it comes to green. Washington, their defense isn't what it was. I mean, you're not seeing rushing the quarterback like you did last year. No, not at, at all. all. I haven't heard Chase Young's name at all, and no. I think that's a big impact is that uh, they really need to get that man going. Um, I mean, it's similar to what the Bears are going through. I mean, yeah. Khalil Mack, I think they're both dealing with injuries. They have to be just under the radar injuries because I know Khalil Mack's been in and out of the game himself, and for the Chicago Bears, that's an imperative they're the only, issue. They're the only thing that's keeping them in games, though. Because the, their offensive line is worse than... Pittsburgh's offensive line, and that's yep. saying something. Yep. Uh, when it comes to Fields, has been unbelievable. Though. I know, and, and like I feel like, yeah. Well, <laughs> I feel like people like because I, I think Justin Fields is going to be good. Like I really do, but I think he's going to be good on a different team because yeah. the Chicago Bears just ain't it. Yeah, uh, no, uh, and if you look at the spread even today, uh, you know, they started at minus five, and now they're down to minus three. I think in some places they're going under three. It, it looks like people are leaning to the Detroit Lions, yeah. and that's because the Lions gave everything they had, and now you yeah, think on the Chicago Baltimore. Bears, and again, yeah. this is why there's a reason to worry. I mean, the Bears are not looking pretty at home against the no, Detroit Lions. That's when you know it's a time to worry. So, unfortunately and, for these three organizations... But we're I looking think, at, a, you know, we, we need to find certain players coming in for these guys. Now, I need to see DeVoris Buckner more. I need to hear yeah. Chase Young more. And I need to hear about Khalil Mack more. And if I don't hear these three names coming very soon, you're looking at three organizations that are going to have a hard time getting wins. Well, the thing is, like, you hear all this stuff that's going on in the Bears organization, especially with Matt Nagy, you know, going on about uh, not even wanting Justin Fields. And this is kind of like a a petty type thing like all right well you want me to put him in i'm going to put him in and he's just going to get absolutely killed in the in the pocket so um everything that's going on with these three two uh, these three organizations it, it's it's alarming. Uh, yeah, um, well, it's very alarming that Matt Nagy goes into a game plan with Justin Fields, and it looked like you had a game plan for Andy Dalton. Yeah, like, exactly. You should have been well aware of what your team's situation was like. Exactly. So I put this on Matt Nagy really fully. Actually, not even not even a little bit's going on Justin Fields at no, all. No, it, it all it, goes it on the be. it goes on the head coach, yeah. and that's why I have no faith on that man when he plays at home, even against Detroit. Yeah, there's a lot of reason Bears fans need to worry right now. Yeah, I mean Detroit gave Baltimore everything they got last week, and you know if it wasn't for a record. Uh, field goal kick, you know, Detroit would have beat Baltimore. So, yeah. you know, and Baltimore is, you know, one of those teams that, you know, people put up as a contender. Yeah. So They always for, find a way to be able to run the football yeah. effectively. You know? So now, speaking of Justin Fields and being a rookie, we got other rookie quarterbacks that, um, how can I say, aren't playing pretty well. Yeah, no, no. Obviously, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm I don't think one is. And you know what? One of the teams, yeah. When we get into uh, you know the week four talk, uh, and we get into the Thursday night game, we might change our tune a little bit. But when it comes to the rookie quarterback, so far this season, it's just not good on every facet of the game. Zach Wilson, not good. Justin Fields, not good. Before this week, Trevor Lawrence was not good. I don't even think he was that good this week. Also, I think the Cincinnati defense just can't tackle. Well, so yeah, that's too. a big part of it as well. He looked better, though. Yeah, no, 100%. And <laughs> Mac Jones looks like crap, too. Yeah. I mean, everyone was hyping up Mac Jones even after the first few weeks because they had won a game. He, okay, well, you beat the New York Jets. And he didn't throw an interception until the Jets game. No, but, absolutely. You know, and the, and the no interception thing is just them running the ball like crazy. Exactly. I, trust me, I had the guy Harris, the running back on fantasy, did very, very well. Yeah. You know, obviously, yeah. that's how a game plan that Belichick wants to win with defense and a good running yep. game. It's understandable. You don't have the quarterback to do the things he used to be able to do uh 
When it comes to those four quarterbacks, though, there's no reason to worry. I mean, I've heard plenty of stories about rookie quarterbacks struggling the very get going. You know, Eli Manning had one of the worst rookie years I think I ever saw in my life. He ended up being a two time Super Bowl champ. Peyton it Manning. happened. Peyton Manning was one of the worst Troy as well. Aikman. These again, multiple <laughs> uh, Super Bowls. Uh, Hall of Famers. No, absolutely. So all these guys struggled when they first came on. I'm never going to be a believer of putting a, quarter, a rookie quarterback right in into the won. fire. In, uh, in, I'll in, never in be a fan season, of it. Yeah. You look at all the great quarterbacks that are playing in the football this year. I mean, all these guys sat at least a year or sat a couple of games before an injury. Thus, Aaron anything Rogers. that happened. Absolutely. Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, some of the great players in this league uh, all waited on the bench and waited for their time to come. And made sure that when the time came, they were ready to go. So, with these rookie quarterbacks, again, a lot of these guys are not obviously ready to go. Uh, it takes time to learn an offense, a brand new offense from college. It takes a lot of time to just get it. It's a new lifestyle. Yeah. You know, everything changes in your lifestyle. You're not going to college classes anymore. Uh, you know, you got a, you got new flights. You got new. Uh, you got a new schedule practically. You know, and this is a very scheduled lifestyle being an NFL player. So it's a lot to take in when you first become a rookie, no matter what position you play in, especially for the quarterback position where there's so much learning involved. Uh, it becomes quite difficult. It just mathematically, it does not make sense to ever start a rookie quarterback right off the brink. It, doesn't, no. it really doesn't. I understand coaches are playing for their job, and this is why we drafted him one. Yeah, we drafted him one so that he can learn and then eventually be ready to go. You know, you need an experienced player. All the great players have been playing for years under the same offenses. And, you know, they just find a way to execute the first each thing, and every week. The first thing that you hear every single time they speak to a rookie quarterback after, say, his first game or even practice, whatever it is, the first thing they always say is it's a lot faster than college football. Absolutely. And that's just the game. I mean, you're not – you know, there's certain throws that you can make in college football that you cannot make in the NFL because they're smarter players, they're faster players, they're better players. That's that's what it comes down to. When you're on a college football field, you maybe have five guys that will that are going to be like unbelievable starters in the NFL. All the rest are going to be bench players, not even make it, whatever, or maybe a borderline good, you know, player in the NFL. When you get into the NFL, all these guys are those one to five guys on a college football team. And that's what it comes down to. You're you're seeing the best of the best. And a lot of these rookie quarterbacks struggle with that. And they need to, you know, they need to sit and watch. You know, ha- like the fact that the Jets have not signed a veteran quarterback to just be there for Zach Wilson boggles my mind because you know what when you're looking at the Jets organization you're looking at the Jets coaching staff every single one of them are rookies every single one of them including the head coach so it just comes down to like you know the the one guy that was supposed to be that veteran presence was Knapp and unfortunately he passed away in an unfortunate accident and that changed everything in the Jets, coaching staff, organization, everything like that. And when it comes to Zach Wilson, I mean, I just, I think he'll be good. I think, I honestly think he'll be good. But right now, with the Jets team, you know, outlook, it, you're not going to see much out of him. 
I think when it comes to the New York Jets, there's just so much that needs to be learned on so many fronts that uh, it's going to take time for this to work. Obviously, I'm not expecting even like a, a remotely decent amount of wins this yeah. year. There is a very, very unstoppable pass rusher uh, coming into the draft. And it's just something the New York Jets have needed for a very long time. They need a Chase Young. They need a, you know, J.J. Watt, T.J. Watt, uh, Bosa, you know, yeah. either one. And they've obviously come close to these guys before, and they always got picked right before us. So with the Jets, they really need to just find a way to hit on that pass rusher. They need to find a dominant player. Uh, and I think that, you know, Quentin Williams has actually yeah, been yeah. quite dominant this year. He's been very, very good. But you had another defensive lineman onto that front, and all of a sudden you start getting consistent pressure. The New well, York Shaq Jets Wilson up, was supposed to be that, that Well, yeah, no, absolutely. Presence. You end up, But, you know, there is still the other side as well. I mean, yeah. there's a lot. Of, I mean, you know, you got Shaq Lawson. You got Carl Lawson. You got all these guys now. But you need to continue to add to that front. So yeah. the Jets got the number one overall pick. There's also a very, very good cornerback in the draft going in too. So yeah. there, there's, there's room for build. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, when it comes to the running back position, I think the New York Jets are going to have to find a way to, you know, use free agency and find, like, a dynamic player. Um, I know a lot of these teams don't really like to let the dynamic dynamic go, but they got to find someone on the front because right now the halfback situation for the New York Jets is just abysmal. Um, they, you know, they're probably averaging by far one of the worst rushing attacks in the NFL. I don't even want to look at that number. It might make me nauseous. So. When it comes to the New York Jets, there's a lot of fixing to be done. Obviously, uh, you know, we can go into who the best 1-2 and two or 0-3 oh team is, but I certainly know who the worst one is right now. And, unfortunately, I'm a big fan, you know. You you don't realize how big a fan you are until your team is this bad. Yeah. And, uh, and really, you're still watching the Yeah, games. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's why I'm such a big no, Islander I fan. I watched it for 30 years for the Islanders, yep. and now I guess it's the Jets' turn. So, yeah. uh, well, it's been the Jets' turn for a while. But, yeah. you know, here we are, and, you know, hopefully there, it gets figured out at some when point. When it comes to the Jets, the organization has to change. I mean, that's what it comes down to. It's, it's I don't even blame it on the players anymore. I, mm-hmm. This is all – Upper management, owner, GM, like this is this is everything when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. They they haven't been able to bring along a quarterback in God knows how long. I mean, probably since Chad Pennington, yep. and even then, I mean, he was okay. He wasn't great, yep. but they're just their team. It they just don't know how to fine tune a quarterback. And that's the scary thing is because they're taking quarterbacks with high picks, yet they still can't do anything with them. And that's the crazy thing. I I mean, I think – look at what Sam Darnold's doing. You put a little – you know, a couple of guys around him, and they're 3-0. Now, that is probably the worst 3-0 team I see. I think it's Denver. (laughs) Well, yeah. Denver and and Carolina are the two teams that I would say – Probably the worst three and O team. Yeah. Um. Only because, look at what the Panthers played so far. Yeah. I, I mean, let's be serious. Yep. Uh. We'll see. We'll we'll see what what they got this week. I'm not saying the Cowboys are a great team, but they're a good team. Uh. Their offense is, I, I mean, one of the better offenses in the league. So we'll see what we get from the Carolina Panthers in Week Four. But that, needless to say, that that just you know. They're up there as the worst 3-0 team. Broncos are also up there as well. But when we're talking about the Cardinals, the Raiders, and the Rams, I think rightfully so they're up there to be that team. And 
when we're talking about the Rams, this Rams team makes one one change, puts Matt Stafford at quarterback, and look at it. I mean, it's well. They were good before that. They were now good before just, that. They're now just they're a great just, team. Now they're you know, a great team. They beat team. Tampa Bay in a very, very good game. Uh, back and forth. Affair. They're a scary team. They, they are, are very they're one scary of the scariest team. teams in the NFL right now, yeah. no doubt. Because you know they have the defense. You know, you have a guy like Aaron Donald who is an absolute freak, and honestly, may be the best player in the NFL, <laughs> especially at his position. I mean, there's, you know. It's it's speechless, really. Like you, you're absolutely speechless watching Aaron Donald, and he's a freak of nature. When you just see his just body type and everything like that, just looking at him is like holy crap. This guy is unbelievable. <laughs> um, so when you look at it, they they add Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson's opening up the the passing game. Uh, ended up open twice deep against Tampa Bay. Um, this team's dangerous. I mean, overall, their offense is unbelievable. Their defense is gr- is really good. You know, between Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, this team, you know, they're a team to be reckoned with, and it's definitely not a mirage. Yeah. They are definitely for real. Absolutely. Definitely for real. So we'll get back into the, the best and the worst 3-0 and teams. So we have – Five three and O teams: the Cardinals, the Panthers, the Broncos, the Raiders, the Rams. We both agree that the Panthers and the Broncos are the worst three and O team. I think we are in agreement that the Rams are probably the best three and O team. Um, in terms of the Cardinals and the Raiders, how are you feeling on this? On these on two the teams, be- I'm on the better half of it. I think yeah, both I think very, so too. Very good. I think they're both playoff teams this year. Uh, Almost no doubt, and yeah. the Raiders have a very, very tough schedule. They got a very tough division as well, having the Kansas City Chiefs and the, you know, Los Angeles Chargers. A lot of good yeah. teams coming out of that way, and the Broncos. So yeah. it's obviously a very, very tough division for the Raiders. But uh, they're going—I think they're going to be able to show me something. I think the defense is a lot better than it has been in previous oh, yeah. years. I think their D line is definitely finding a way to get to the quarterback, and Derek Carr is managing the game as well as he's always been able to. So. Uh, you know, I actually have no—I have all the faith in the world in the Raiders, and obviously, uh, Kyler, Kyler Murray is. Uh, you know, a sleeper pick to win the MVP this year. He's yeah. unbelievable. Uh, again, on the better half, I'm, I'm really a big fan of these two teams. When I say I don't like a 3-0 team, I mean, I don't even expect the Panthers or the Broncos to make the playoffs. Yeah. But I do expect the Raiders and the Cardinals and obviously Absolutely. the Rams as well to make the playoffs. Yeah, so when it, when it comes to these two teams, the Raiders and the Cardinals, I mean, I think everybody knows that you're on the better half of the Raiders because you've picked them every single week so far in the four weeks. Yeah. Uh, little, you know putting it out there that he's picking them this week as well. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, but I, I'm in the same boat. I mean, I, I do like the Raiders a lot. I do like the Cardinals. I think we were kind of waiting for the Raiders to do this. This is a team that we've, you know, they've always had a pretty good roster, and you were just kind of waiting for them to, to turn it over to the better side. And I think Derek Carr is playing very well at the quarterback position. Then you look over on the defensive side. You got Max Crosby, who's been playing unbelievable so far. You know, so this team has the makeup of a very, very good team, and I think they could definitely give at least that second place team in that West, uh, you know, a little run for their money. Especially, you know, but I think the the Chargers are good. I, you know, obviously you have the Chiefs in there as well. I, I mean, this that division is unbelievable as well. It's going to be interesting overall um, when it comes to the, the Vegas Raiders and that division. But Arizona, Arizona, I mean, 
they're in a tough division as well. You know, the, the the NFC West is a tough division. You know, because we're talking about San Francisco, we're talking about uh, the LA Rams, we're talking about Arizona. I mean, this is another division. I mean, both the West, AFC West and the NFC West. I mean, we can argue that they are the best divisions in the league. You know, and it's and it's scary. No argument here. It's scary, really. I mean. And for a team like Arizona, there's a chance that they don't make the playoffs because of how good that division is. But I think they do because I don't think San Francisco is going to be able to carry this the whole length of the season, you know, with Garoppolo. Uh, you know, Garoppolo kind of. They're yeah. just dealing with so many injuries. It's yeah. insane, especially the running backs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's crazy. Um, but. Now we move over to who's the best one and two, who's the best zero oh and three teams. Uh, obviously, we're both in agreement that Kansas City is yes that best, you know, one and two team. But you know, who you got, you know, for one and two and zero oh and three teams that you feel? All right, let's let's reword it. Let's say who makes the playoffs that are zero oh and zero oh and three and one and two. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if there's a single 0-3 team right now that is going to be making the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, it's quite questionable right now. Obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs, I have no doubt in my mind, as being the 1-2 and two team that obviously ends up being uh, – Yeah, they're a playoff team. Yeah, they're going to end up being a playoff <laughs> team. I mean, if you didn't think that they were going to be a playoff team. But, I mean, if you scary. want me to pick team, you know, you're, you're trying to have me pick out of, like, the Lions and the Jets and yeah, the, Seahawks. the Giants. And, no, the Seahawks have a win. Yeah, the Seahawks are one and two, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, but no, I you think know, the Chiefs win one and two. I yeah. don't even know if the Seattle Seahawks will make the playoffs. I don't think so either, but I'm just saying they're they're a chance to to make the playoffs. I mean, so out of the one and two teams, so we have one and two, we have Seattle, we have Chicago, we have Minnesota, we have Washington, we have Philly, we have Atlanta, and then in the AFC we have Houston, we have Miami, New England. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. So those are the one and two teams. I think the Chiefs are the best of that bunch. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, that's totally over and about. Like, that is 110%. They're the best one and two team. But out of out of these one and two teams, who do you see making the playoffs, though? I see, obviously, the Chiefs. I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers make the playoffs. No. I think I they're think out. So either. Um, I think New England. Possibly, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Miami, I don't think. I, I, I don't see them making the playoffs. Yeah, no. I do like uh, the. You know, low key. I do like the Indianapolis Colts at zero yeah. three to be the playoff team from there. If I had to pick one, but I that's really it. There's well, I mean, else at zero three. I'm looking at yeah, zero three. We got Detroit. We got the Giants. We got the Colts, and then Jaguars are zero and four. Um, we got the Jets at zero and three, and that's it. So I mean, I'm probably with you on that. Indiana, Indianapolis. They're like the uh, best hope. Th- yeah, I mean, really, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's funny because we talk about you know Owen starting zero two and making the playoffs. Obviously, there's one more game though. Mm-hmm. So all those stats that we've had for years on top of years on top of years goes out the window now because now it's a brand new season. It's a brand new, you know, 17-game season. And, yes, it's only one game, but that one game can be such a difference in the standings when it comes to, you know, starting 0-2 or starting 0-3. You have one more shot 
to to get to that playoff spot. Um, but I am with you. I don't see any 0-3 team making the playoffs. I do. I would not be surprised if the Colts did, though. That's basically how I'm going to put it. One and two, I you know I put the Chiefs obviously in the playoffs. Um, Seattle, there's a shot. Chicago, no shot. Minnesota, maybe. Um, Washington, no shot. Philly, no shot. Uh, Atlanta, absolutely no shot. Houston, no shot. Miami, no shot. New England, possibly. Um, but probably not just because of the other teams, especially in the West. Um, trying to make a wild card spot is going to be tough, yeah. you know, especially in, you know, the AFC. But uh, Kansas City, yes, 110%. And I don't see Pittsburgh making the playoffs. I, I don't because I don't think they're that good. Yeah. So that's um, that's what we think about with the 1 and 2s, the 0 oh and 3s, and the 3 and 0s. Now let's get into week four. Okay, before we get out of here, let's see what what are you expecting to see in week four today, Sunday? Well, like I said, I expect the Chiefs to, you know, even up that uh, two and, you know, get to two and two. Uh, I like Arizona over the Rams. That's one of the uh, things I'm expecting. to. Yeah. Uh, Arizona's really got me scared. Um, but the way they play, they, they're very, very scary to bet against. I don't think yeah. I would ever want to go do that. Um, I think the Bills crush, um, no doubt in my mind. Uh, but, you know, again, when it comes to these games – you know, I'm I'm seeing an upset or two, but not many. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be tough to upset today. I mean, I, I'm not liking any of the underdogs. I mean, Carolina comes as a possibility, you know, uh, and then you know Miami. Well, I mean, maybe Indianapolis maybe yeah. comes up with an upset, but that's really uh, outside of that. Um, a lot of the you know a lot of these spreads are d- dead on, and I think it's pretty almost accurate. I mean, yeah. I'm a big fan of Tampa, Green Bay. They're big spreads today. I expect them to cover. Uh, Huge fan of them today, and you know, just Pittsburgh. I don't think has it together, and obviously, nah. New England's going to have a tough time. And Tampa's defense is no joke. And if New England can't run the football, then uh, they're going to have a hard time moving the ball together today. Yeah. So my expectation for Week Four, the primetime games are going to be fun to watch. Yes. Between Tampa Bay, and New England, obviously, just because of everything around like surrounding this game obviously Tampa uh, you know Tom Brady coming back to New England uh for the first time uh it's going to be fun to watch it's going to be you know I, I'm kind of upset that Gronk probably won't be playing in this game because I wanted to see what he would have been able to do back in, in New England um but I feel like this game's going to be a good one Las Vegas and the Chargers uh they're a division game in LA. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that for Monday night football. I'm excited to see that game. Definitely excited to see Tampa Bay and new England, all the rest. I mean, let's, let's be serious. I mean, Kansas city, definitely back two and two. Uh, the Giants show that they are absolutely horrendous losing to new Orleans. Um, I think Cleveland beats up on Minnesota. As you said, Indianapolis, I think, is the underdog uh, that wins it today. Everything else, there, there's some tight, tight um, spreads, you know, between Atlanta, Washington, then you got Cleveland, Minnesota, Indianapolis, Miami. Um, you have Seattle, San Francisco, Baltimore, Denver. I even saw a pick them in that one. I mean, you got tight, tight spreads in these in some of these games. 
therefore just showing me that Vegas really doesn't know what they're going to do with that. And uh, those are games to probably stay away from. Um, but this week's going to be a good one. I- I'm excited to, to watch these uh, primetime games. But my expectation, as I said, primetime games this week, unbelievable. Can't wait for it. But uh, that will do it. Yeah, man. I'm Jerry. I'm Kevin. Be breezy. Be breezy. And it is all over. You've been listening to Running Up the Score. We run up the score on Sports Radio.